Welcome to the Produce Industry Podcast, your weekly download on current events, trends, market reports, and community discussions. Join us each week from Tampa, Florida, as we cover all aspects of the produce supply chain industry. Ladies and gentlemen, here's your host, Patrick Kelly. Hey, produce people. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Kelly. As always, I am honored to be your company live from Tampa, Florida. Today is May 22nd, 2023, and boy, what a couple weeks I have had from Canada to Birmingham and then to California, everyone. The Produce Industry Podcast is traveling all over the United States, heck, North America, and we've got a few international trips planned for next year as well. So keep paying attention, stay tuned, keep following because we have a lot more to come as we roll out our new Global Fresh series. You heard it. We're coming to you with another day of the week talking all things global fresh produce. We have Juanita Gallio who started her career in Brussels, Germany and has been in the produce industry for 20 plus years, everyone, and a world of information. So stay tuned as we have our first show coming out at the end of May uh, with an international company and one you have heard on. So stay tuned for that show. Want to give a huge shout out to our new sponsor, Fresh Innovations LLC, with the Yoquero branded products that you will see guacamole, salsa, and even some bean dip. So stay tuned as we will have more coming to you with them. We're going to do some videos and have some fun entertainment right for you at your desk. Now today, everyone, we're going to go and recap my trip to Toronto. We're going to talk about the grocery stores, what you can do when you visit another show in another country, and how to make your time the most valuable as can be. So everyone, let's go ahead and get this episode started. We're back, everyone. We are back in the studio in Tampa, Florida. I can tell you the last three to four weeks have been completely nuts when you look at my schedule. And I'm I'm able to do the schedule because, let's be real, I have a wife that is so supportive of my business uh, that she allows me to travel and allows me to do everything that I do. I always say the number one supporter in my business is my wife, right? She's like the number one investor, the number one supporter, and that's what's amazing about it. So I, I'm able to do all this for the produce industry because my family does allow me, as well as the industry allows me to do so. So over the last few weeks, I can tell you, I started in Toronto and then went to Birmingham, uh, Alabama, and then was in Palm Desert, California for three different shows. Uh, but today, we're, we're going to talk about the Canadian Produce Marketing Association show. Uh, this was my first time going to the show. Uh, I was invited. It was funny because Kim Chacal of Equifruit asked me when I was there. She goes, why are you at the show? Like, what made you come? I said, Kim, you invited me over a year ago. Uh, just at the time, there was COVID pres- uh, prescri- prescriptions. Uh, there was COVID restrictions. Uh, so obviously, I did not go uh, because of those restrictions. And uh, now, obviously, we're in 2023. And the show was in Toronto this year. And it was uh, an amazing place to be. That That's where I really want to start off by saying, uh, what an amazing place place to be. Toronto was really, really cool. Uh, I got to see a lot of the grocery stores in the area, and we're going to go over all the grocery stores. We're going to go over my whole schedule and and what I did. I mean, right, well, listen, whether you care or not, 
I'm going to give it to you because I think it's important that, you know, as you're traveling and I get so many people that, that tell me, they're like, I don't understand how you travel so much. I don't understand how, you know, you create an ROI on this. You must just be spending so much money. No, listen, we're spending money, but we're making money in the process. All right. There's a process to everything. And so how you utilize your time when you travel is one of the most important things. I tell everybody, I'm not rich with money, but I am rich on time. So I'm able to plan out my schedule in a way where I'm not sitting in hotels all the time, having some pointless meetings and some very good meetings, right? Because uh, we never know where those are going to lead us, right? So sometimes we accept meetings uh, for people that we absolutely don't know and they go nowhere, right? So you really have to plan and strategize your time. So when I was, when I was told, when we made the decision to go to CPMA this year, we were like, okay, we're going to do this right. So we did reach out to CPMA to see if we can get a delegate badge. That was not able to happen. So we're hoping that we're going to get a delegate badge next year because I was not able to go to the education sessions, uh, the banquets, and some of the dinners uh, just because, ready, you want to talk about ROI, I can't spend $1,000 at a show and then do all the content creation for the show without being compensated for the work that we're doing, right? Uh, people always say like marketing departments spend all the money and they do everything that they want to do and all they're doing is costing money. Uh, well, they're representing your business in a way that you don't know how to. So again, as we knew we weren't going to have the delegate pass, we really had to strategize on how we were going to approach Canada, what we were going to do. So it's actually interesting because I took this, um, I would say this notion from John Pandel. John Pandel is always out and about at the trade shows, but what he does is retail store checks. And heck, when we were traveling to SEPC last year, John and I stopped at 16 uh, stops on the way up from Tampa, Florida, uh, I believe it was in Tennessee, and we checked out grocery stores and pricing and, and realistically uh, got a feel for where the market was just based on the retail outlets. So that's what, you know, the first part of our strategy was, right? We were like, how can we really get in to all the grocery stores? You know, who's the big players up there in the market? Okay. And then we thought to ourselves, what's next? Well, We'll go over what's next. So putting that strategy together is the most important thing to do. And within putting that strategy together, you're going to be able to have a little bit of fun as well. You'll be able to mix in that fun, where you stay, what you do. So without getting the delegate pass, I was late to the party with getting a hotel at the Delta. I was late at getting, you know, my flight booked because we decided to go, uh, you know, I would say a couple months before the show. So we started to really get into it. Um, our video creator, Jahoon Kim, and content creator said, you know what, let's look around. Maybe we can find an Airbnb. So we did. We, we grabbed an Airbnb that was you know, strategically placed in downtown uh, that was, I say, placed good enough to where we could walk everywhere. That helped out a lot. I'll tell you that right now. Um, I wanted to be at, at the hotel that was right across from the convention center. Uh, but again, dollars-wise, time-wise, didn't work out for us. So we ended up with a two-bedroom, one-bath apartment on the 38th floor overlooking the Delta and the convention center. So it was beautiful. 
it was a great view and we were able to do it in a, I would say a budget that was reasonable, everybody, right? I heard so many people spending $300, $400 on hotel rooms. I heard people spending $1,200 to $1,800 on flights and then what they have to pay to go to the show. I can see why some of you are really talking about your ROI and why you limit people from going to the shows. Well, I can tell you this right now. My Airbnb from, what was that, Monday to Friday was $760 total. My airline ticket on Air Canada was $294 total. So we really, I guess, we we budgeted, right? I mean, and that's one of the things. When we work for these corporations, we always think that it's not on our dime. So we should book what we need to book. I want to be here. But again, that's why you've got salespeople saying to the marketing people, you guys just spend money. And really the marketing uh, people are looking at it going, wait a minute, we're spending all the money, but you're st- you're staying the night, you know, and spending four grand on a hotel room, right? So again, strategy, strategy, strategy. So as we overlook the schedule, I got in Monday night really late and I told myself Tuesday morning, we're, we're doing store tours, right? I want to go visit every grocery store in this 20 mile radius and I did that with the Equifruit team. So Madison Hopper uh, picked us up and then we went to the airport and then we picked up Kim Chacal. Uh, so we started this day of one, you know, I traveled 1300 miles to, let's be real here, to try a Equifruit fair trade banana. Um, I was excited to get to the grocery stores to be able to see that one of our partners you know, success stories and what they've done and, and being able to support them by buying their produce. You know, one thing about Equifruit is they're not in the States yet, yet. So it was an experience for me and the anticipation to see their product in the store, to see their marketing and to see what they've been working so hard for. That is one of the main reasons I went to Canada is, is I had to eat uh, Equifruit Fair Trade banana, and I did. I had more bananas that week than I had, I've I've had probably in my life, right? And and that's that's the key to it. Supporting our produce businesses as well, everyone. So as we start this, uh, Madison picked us up, and we started down the list, and it went from Longos to Costco to Sobeys to Farm Boy to Loblaws. But realistically, let's talk about some of those, right? I have never been to a Longos before, and I do business with uh, Longos, and and I've talked to Mimo and Daniel many times about getting into the store and seeing their stores. And boy, oh boy, was I impressed at that downtown Toronto store. You had escalators going right down in the department. You could see the fresh produce, the meat, the deli. I mean, what a beautiful store and how it's lined out. It, it was amazing. And then... I actually got to go uh, with Mimo, and he gave me a tour of this store. I uh, talked about the products that were in there, how they do their rotations. Uh, we came in during the Citralicious time period, so I was able to see how citrus was heavily marketed and, and what um, citrus suppliers all over the world uh, do to market. I mean, I saw so much citrus, not, not just in Longos, but oh, everywhere from uh, Turkish, from Moroccan to Californian. I mean, so much citrus. And that's why they call it Citralicious, everyone. It, it was amazing. We probably went to 
three Longo stores first to get the lay of the land. Equifruit has great marketing in there as well. And we're going to hear from Kim Chacal in a little bit. Uh, right after the break, we're going to hear from her as we sat with her at her booth and talked about me trying those uh, bananas for the first time. Uh, and then we moved on. Um, as we move on from, from Longo's, we moved on to Costco Wholesale. Uh, I am a Costco fan. Uh, I have Costco memberships here in the States. And I can tell you the display, the palette of the Equifruit bananas was killer. I, I am talking about Equifruit because a lot of my store tours w- were with Equifruit. And we, and we got to see a lot of their displays. And we got to see their product and, and how they're penetrating the Canadian marketplace. Um, it, w- it was amazing. And then seeing kind of each store's layout and distribution. Costco is Costco, everyone. Uh, it really had kind of the same layout. Uh, you know, pizza and hot dogs were in the same spot. Let's be real here. They weren't anywhere else. And, uh, you know, the frozen section, you know, were in the same spot, the corner, back corner, back left corner. They had the uh, fresh fruit section. So, you know, but I said what really stood out there was the, the colors of the Equifruit banana uh, palette compared to some of the others. And, and it's cool seeing a lot of our U.S. companies you know, at the retailers up there. Again, Costco is always a fun one to go to. And then we, you know, obviously uh, took a bunch of pictures of the section, uh, the produce section and had some fun in there. Uh, One of the other stores that I thought was amazing was Farm Boy. I've never been into a Farm Boy in my life. And that I thought was very interesting because the way they had it set up, it's kind of a little marketplace, but has displays, has good content in there uh, for hey, ready for the regular bananas. They had a monkey swinging from a vine, and then for the fair trade bananas, they had them elegantly like on a wall with hooks, like making them look uh, desirable. Right? Uh, this a lot of things. What they did, it, it was more of a farmers market type setup. Uh, good looking signs. I say good-looking signs, like big readable signs that show you the price on them, show you the discounts, the deals, you know what it is, and I think that's uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, their 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 stores definitely uh, definitely impressed me. Big stores too. They had some small stores, and in that area of Toronto, I mean, you just gotta kind of pick and choose, you know, where you're going to go. And then we moved into uh, a Sobeys. Sobeys was kind of kind of cool. It, it kind of reminded me the Sobeys that we went to. Uh, trying to compare down in the states here, uh, I would say like a Schnucks. Um, that's kind of what I would compare to. It was really nice inside, uh, really elegant, and it was it was a fun store. Right, uh, we got to see a lot of cool products. We saw Sunrise grapes. Uh, we saw a lot of apples uh, from you know, obviously people that we know. Um, and again, too, the Sobies. I mean, I, I, it's so crazy because we hear these names all the time. You know, sitting down here in the states, we hear these names, we hear these people, but sometimes we never get out of the office to even see them. So that's what was so great about that is seeing the stores in person and getting excited because we normally don't get excited when we go to our own uh, department. Heck, I shop at Publix here in Tampa and they know me. You know, hey, Steve, how you doing? Hey, well, yeah, great. But I'm not doing videos in there. I'm not. I'm looking at the product, uh, but it's my store, right? My stores. And that's the one I shop at all the time, right? So I get excited when I see big displays. I get excited when I see you know products uh, for partners that we've never seen before. And that's what made it so magical about being up in Canada. And then the last stop was Loblaws. Uh, Loblaws was also another fun one. 
We got to go up the stairs, around the corner, um, and we saw these down by the pier. Uh, Loblaws was another cool store. Great displays. They had great product filament. The stores were stocked. The employees were nice as can be. And I did videos in all of these areas. So if you want to check out uh, my LinkedIn page, Patrick Kelly, you can check out some of the videos that we did while we were in Canada having an amazing time. And then, ready? After the grocery stores, let's talk about day two. Day two, I hung out with Paul Manfrey and Tom Vitale, and we went to the Ontario Produce Terminal. Now, I knew we were going to do this. Paul Manfrey wanted to go check it out, so I kind of tagged along, was like, listen, Paul's going. I'm going to go ahead and go. And we got to see the Produce Terminal market just as you would see here in the States. Pretty much the same, but way different products. Turkish products, Spain products, Indian products, California, you know, states products. But it was so diversified that when you would look at a piece of citrus, you would be like, where's this from? And you'd have to look. Uh, it was I knew the normal labels. I saw Cecilia. I saw Booth Ranches. I saw those labels. But then all of a sudden you see these other labels and you're like, what is going on? Then the other thing that was really fascinating, I'm going to give a shout out to Paul because if you know Paul Manfrey, I mean, he is a produce salesman for sure. Okay, everyone, he's always on the move. He's always looking for the right customer, the right deal. I got to actually watch Paul sell on the Ontario Produce Terminal and talk to people, what the markets are, what they were doing, what they were bringing in, how they were doing it. And it really got to show me like, hey, if you want to get to where you want to be, you got to hustle. You got to get out there, show your face, shake some hands, kiss some babies, right? Talk to people about your product. Talk to them about who you are. Talk to them about what you know. Ask them what they know. Share together in a way that you're going to build and grow together. We were at the Ontario Produce Market for probably a good two, three hours just really going down the horseshoe, right? I say horseshoe because one line up, right, horseshoe back down, and visiting all of these companies. And I think it was amazing to see how the terminal markets in Canada uh, work versus the States. It's a little bit different, how they do their price structures, when they receive produce and how they sell it. And again, even for distributing to some of the grocery stores in the area. Heck, I was told by a grocery store, I said, hey, this same product we saw at the terminal market. And they said, well, when some people are short, we go ahead and order directly from the terminal market so we don't lose our supply. This was my first time at the Ontario Produce Terminal. Heck, if you didn't hear me in the beginning, this was my first time to Toronto in over 20 years, everyone. Probably 25 years. The last time I was there, I was 12 years old with my father. I traveled there to see our family in Edmonton, Alberta, and then ended up in Toronto. I went to up to the top of the CN Tower, had a lunch up there with my dad as it was spinning, and that's all that I remember. So being in this city really gave me a chance to see the city understand the demographics, and really engage with the culture. So let's go ahead, take a quick break. We're going to hear from our sponsors, and then we're going to be right back. JGLC, the place to be, a third-generation, family-owned and operated asset-based company. Throughout their 60 years in business, integrity, reliability, and loyalty to their customers has remained their top priority. JGLC guarantees 24-7 communication with your personal logistics coordinator. They offer competitive pricing without sacrificing services. They operate throughout the United States and Canada. 
JGLC's customers count on them for dependability and dedication carried out on every order, every time. 60 years of service for all your trucking needs. Visit them at JGLC.com for your custom quote. Discover Orchard Freshness on Amazon Fresh with Arctic Apple Slices. Arctic Apple stays Orchard Fresh longer than other prepackaged, pre-sliced apples. This means less waste and no more half-eaten apples. Plus, you'll love the undeniable freshly picked flavor. Arctic Apple Slices are available in convenient grab-and-go bags in both Arctic Golden or Arctic Granny varieties in select markets on Amazon Fresh. Packable, snackable, 100% irresistible. Are you ready to enhance your skills? Every day we are tasked to make fast, effective decisions to keep up with the fast-paced produce industry. At AgTools, we take the pressure off of gathering data to help make your day easier and more enjoyable. Connecting the supply chain with AgTools is unique, practical, and easy. AgTools can be used from multiple angles of the produce industry, from farmers all the way to logistics companies. We call that 360-degree decision-making day after day. Visit us at www.agtechtools.com to gain more reliable and relevant data to see more, achieve more. And now, back to our show. Welcome back to the Produce Industry Podcast, everyone. It's always great to hear from Dynamite sponsors creating Dynamite content for the produce and supply chain industry, everyone. I love it. I love it. I love it. It's about creating your audio, your video, your content library for your consumers, for your customers, and everybody that wants to join your community, everyone. So keep it up. Let's keep producing, keep creating content, and show the world who the ag and produce and supply chain industry really is. And as we get back to talking about Canada, uh, if you're just joining us, I talked about the grocery stores. I talked about the terminal market. I had a lot of fun. Now, again, I've said it many times already throughout the show. This was my first time attending the Canadian Produce Marketing Association show. And again, I've strategized how to make the most of my time knowing that I'm not going to all the events, the networking, the dinners, uh, and just going to the show, right? No education. One of the things that I'm very fond of of this industry is learning and getting education, whether it's on CEA, whether it's on technology, or whether it's on new products that are coming out into the industry. It's always something that I want to engage in and learn from. And ready for this? You think to yourself, oh, who's going to go to the education? Everybody does. Buyers are there. Directors are there because they're also looking for what the next big thing will be. And that's why we're here. We're here to grow the community together. So first time attendee, hey, CPMA, looking forward to coming back next year. Let's start the process now so we can do more, more content and have more fun at the show and get the word out. Uh, moving into the next thing. So let's talk about uh, the, the Airbnb that I was at, which was actually pretty cool. It was right above the Toronto Maple Leafs hockey rink. And if you know, the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Maple Leafs were actually playing the week CPMA was happening. I think it was Thursday night before 
uh, the day of the show. So there were so many people in the city, you know, from, and I guess I'm, I'm here from Tampa. So I had, you know, a couple of people say, do not tell anybody you're from Tampa unless you want to get beat up. I was like, oh gosh, here we go. Luckily I have a California tattoo on my hand because they won't, they won't think twice, right? They'll be like, oh, this guy's from California. He's totally fine. He, they, he doesn't even know anything about hockey out there. He's my, this guy knows about surfing, right? Like, no. So, um, it was really cool. Uh, I, I was going for the Maple Leafs, right? Sorry, Tampa fans. You're probably like, what? You're a sellout. No, I don't watch hockey. So to me, I was uh, indulged in the culture, right, of uh, Toronto. So when we went out to dinner, they put on the game. And of course, I went I went for the, uh, the Maple Leafs. And I remember saying to everybody, I said, listen, I'm going for the Maple Leafs now. I said, but if, they, if Tampa wins and I go back to Tampa, I'm going for Tampa. And they were like, fair, very fair. Uh, so, you know, supporting the city, right? Uh, I'm not a poser, but I'm supporting the city. I'm su- I'm buying produce in their city. I'm watching the games in their city because I have no emotional connection towards hockey. And maybe I should, right? Uh, it was fun to watch the hockey game. And then obviously it was even funnier coming back to Tampa the following week. I go to take my wife out on date night. And of course we go downtown. Uh, yeah, I'd like to make a reservation. Oh, we're all out. Uh, sold out for the night. Oh, no, no, no. I'm like, what is going on? And my wife looks at me and goes, Patrick. Didn't you say the Tampa Bay Lightning were playing this Saturday? Oh, crap. You're right. Tampa Bay Lightning and the Maple Leafs were at it again in Tampa, Florida, everyone. And that's what was so crazy. So we actually went to a spot uh, for, that Carl Fiadini picked out uh, from Walk & Talk Media. We were at the JW Marriott in downtown Tampa. and went up to the restaurant on the sixth floor that is overlooking the bay. And listen, we started out with some amazing Brussels sprouts, okay? All right, stop, stop. I'm getting off track. We're talking about Tampa Bay Lightning, Maple Leafs, and Canada. Oh, my gosh. But let's get back to that. Tampa Bay Lightning won, came into the Maple Leafs, into bringing them into Tampa. And do I need to say more what happened? I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but Saturday, April 29th, the Maple Leafs came and conquered the Tampa Bay Lightning right here in Tampa Bay. So I got to witness both being right near both stadiums and having a great time. So that's also fun, right? Again, not a hockey guy. I'm just saying it was a fun experience, being indulged in the culture, having fun, and being around great people, celebrating what they love the most. Yeah, a little bit of hockey, right? Uh, you know what's funny? My wife and I, we've been together for 22 years. And uh, when we were kids, because we've been together since high school, we always thought hockey was a funny word. We would, we'd be like, hockey, hockey, hockey. These always make my wife laugh. Even to this day, hockey will still make her laugh. I think it's hilarious. But it's definitely a, a funny, funny word. But it was fun. It was amazing. And then let's get to the last thing. And it's not even the last thing. It's actually one of the most important things when strategizing your uh, events and strategizing how to go to shows, how to spend quality time with great people. And that's what I did. I spent quality time with great people. I was able to sit at people's booths because I didn't have a delicate pass. And because I wasn't fully uh, in podcast mode, I was able, seriously, able to sit down with sponsors. You know, I was able to go sit and eat some Arctic apples 
with the Arctic Apple Group, some grannies and some goldens. Actually enjoy having some deep conversation uh, with Bob and Rebecca and learning more about their business. I was able to then jump across, sit down with Severin, with Rob and with Jeff and talk about what's upcoming. Hey, what what are we going to do on the trip? Uh, How's the process going? How can we give little nuggets to show what Severin is doing? Uh, And then moving over, I got to try Dole's new pineapple, this artisanal pineapple that they had, right? That's super sweet. I was able to talk to people chat with people, walk around with colleagues and ask them questions. How are things going? What are you doing? Instead of the day-to-day grind, which is like, all right, I got to get here next. What's your schedule? I was able to spend some time with great people and it was quality time. Some of my lunches, some of my dinners, they were with quality people. And that's what I loved the most. And then when we went out, we were able to see some of these other people that were at their um, out to dinner or you know away from their booths and away from the show, kind of having some free time, spending it with quality people as well. And, and that's the one thing that I love the most. And I'm glad that I was invited by Kim and the Equifer team. And you know we're gonna hear from Kim. Like I told you, I tried my I say my first. Equifruit Fair Trade Banana in Canada. Now it's not where like the source is, right? Um, but this is where Equifruit's corporation is. This is where majority of their bananas come into, and this is where we had to sit down and have an Equifruit Fair Trade Banana. So let's take a moment. Let's hear from Kim Shakal, and then and then finish up talking about the Canadian Produce Marketing Association show. Hey, produce people. So we're here in Toronto, Canada. I'm at the Equifruit booth with Kim Chacal, and we got some Equifruit Fair Trade bananas here. Yes. What are we doing with these? I've tried a bunch we're, of them. We're deciding, to, are we in the mood for conventional or organic today? I don't know. Either way, we're in the mood to pay farmers fairly. Am I right? <laughs> I would say my mood would depend if I want the sticker or the band. Yeah. And which one's better, the sticker or the band? Well, actually, we should do another segment in about, what, two months? We're going to have a new sticker, and it's going to be even cooler than this. So let's just talk about the band for now, the only banana to binge watch. This is one of my favorites. Yeah. Uh, the other day, we had the only banana to cure aging, right? To reverse aging. To reverse aging. Reverse. It has to be we, an impossible claim. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. It's got to be. Well, we yeah. can binge watch bananas, can't we? Sure. If you're Patrick Kelly, you can. I mean, listen, I've had bananas galore the last, what, four, three to four days that I've been here. Mm-hmm. I've completely been supporting the Epfruit Fair Trade Banana Game up in Toronto because they're everywhere. Yeah. You have now taken over. I traveled all the way from Florida to make sure I had my first banana with you. Yeah. And I did. Yeah. I sat Cheers. there. I ate it. I mean, it was great. So, yeah. if we, like I said, I would say if we could say one thing, it is then we're going to pay farmers fairly. And the Equifruit brand is exposing that, right? Making sure that there's fair, well, great working conditions. I was going to say fair working conditions, but it's got to be great working conditions, right? Yeah. The the farming community as a whole being uplifted, right? Yeah. We said this the other day. It's it's almost like being a real person to, to the community. You know what? Honestly, when you describe it and you live in North America, people are thinking like, well, that's my life. But that's not necessarily the life of people who work in agriculture in the global south. So we're taking the standards that we expect and kind of take for granted in North America and we're, unfortunately, we need to work within a certification system to ensure those standards in the global south. I so, agree with you. Yeah. So as we always say, or as Dan the Produce Man says, it's always best when you get it, Equifruit, fresh. 
as you can tell, I had a great time at the Equifruit booth. And to sum up the entire trip, you know, Equifruit had a party button on their shark. Yeah, that's right. They had a shark at their booth, not a real shark, uh, but pretty close to looking like Jaws. And it, you know, it's looking to eat a banana, but they had a red party button on it. So when you click this button, uh, MC Hammer can't touch this would come on and be like, can't touch this. So it was kind of cool. So we ended out uh, by pressing that button and having a lot of people dance. Heck, the, the booth was dancing all day long. Let's be real. And again, quality time, quality people, a great time at the CPMA show this year in Toronto. Looking forward to going back next year. Looking forward to connecting with more people. Looking forward to doing more interviews. Looking forward to having more content in the grocery stores, the wholesalers, and really to promote everything that we know and love, which is the produce and supply chain industry, everyone. So as you look to strategize your next event and you only have a trade show only pass, this is a way to really optimize how you spend your time at a trade show. Don't just go sit at the bar. Don't just go sit at the lobby. Be active. Get out there. Support your community. Support the town, city, or country that you're in. Visit the local markets. Visit with local people. Overall, spend time with great people. Strategize how to make yourself and your business better. And as Dan the Produce Man says, it's always best when you get it fresh. You've been listening to the Produce Industry Podcast with Patrick Kelly. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes or Anchor to get new, fresh weekly episodes. For more, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the Produce Industry Podcast. Until next time, see you in the fields or on the horizon.